1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. St Mirren undertake an urgent review of their private coronavirus testing after six false positives. The joint response group ask Rangers, Motherwell and Hibs to explain their own testing protocols and Stephen Gerrard makes his fourth summer signing in Leon Balogun. I'm Andrew McLean. Joining me in the studio tonight is Jim Duffy. Yeah, I've got the number 12 jersey on, Andrew, and his elite sub, but um, looking forward to the challenge. Uh, as you said, that uh, you know the good news for some man's point of view is that six of those tests were found to be negative. So from that point of view, is is good for the club. But obviously, there has been uh, you know a, a bit of misunderstanding, should we say, about the procedure. So that'll have to be looked at. But listen, only a week uh, to go before the new season kicks off, uh, which we're all looking forward to. As I said a few weeks ago, we never th- uh, even dreamt that we could get close to this. So. I think it'll be a really exciting week ahead and as you mentioned Stephen Gerrard making another signing and it won't be his last in the summer that's for sure 01419511025 is the number you need plenty of talking points tonight to make sure to get involved in this one tonight as well we could probably fill a couple of hours Jim and that brings mm-hmm. me nicely on to the fact that this is the final edition of our summer super scoreboard mm-hmm. from Monday we are back to two hours Gordon Duncan is back in the hot seat and hopefully all going well the football will be back a week on Saturday starting at Pataudry with Aberdeen against Rangers yeah, well, hopefully you'll be talking about the football, but I think in Monday, I think the arbitration uh, for the you know the Patrick Thistle Hearts situation, I think uh, is due a decision. So I think uh, Monday will definitely be a busy program, that's for sure. Yeah, suggestions that could come out early next mm-hmm. week, which is really what the whole summer mm-hmm. has been building up to, really, and it's it's gonna looks as if it could well happen in the the week the season is starting. So there there won't be a lack of talking points next week either, and certainly not a lack lack of talking points tonight either. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two. Five, or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. We'll start with the uh, the news that broke last night that seven of St Mirren's coaching staff had tested positive for coronavirus, which was obviously very concerning when we heard it at the time late last night. They'd notified the SFA, the SPFL, the Scottish Government, their squad and their staff were put back into lockdown in an attempt to stop it from spreading any further. Those seven staff members were then retested through the NHS rather than through their own private testing procedure. And that further screening we found out today showed up with six negative tests and one positive out of those seven. So there were six false positive tests in the original private testing. The one employee... Uh, to test positive twice they are in strict isolation at the moment we wish them all the best in their recovery positive news though is that you know it's not as bad as we first feared but that still will be a concern to St Mirren and other clubs as well that you know that the testing maybe isn't as as straightforward as, as some would hope yeah, well, I mean, it's, it's obviously a new, you know, situation for, for all the clubs, you know, to, I mean, whether they have their own individual um, testing or whether they do it through a, a, a body, um, you know, uh, you know. The, either way, listen, there can be mistakes made. I mean, I remember not that long ago in the tennis tournament that Nova uh, Djokovic organised, I think his test came back positive and then negative further down the line. So, listen, it can happen. Um, but obviously it was kind of headline news because it was so many at the one club last night and within a few hours obviously that's that banner headline seven tests just in the week before the, the same it almost spreads panic you know that well wait a minute that could, could this impact the, the start of the season but thankfully you know the retest has been done uh, six have been found to be negative but even one shows that the, the, the virus is, is there 
and it can obviously that that could have been a uh, you know played a major impact, but you know looks as if it's been it's been uh, you know dealt with, and hopefully everyone else um, connected with St Mern will be fit and healthy and ready to go for for next week's start. Yeah, I was sat just relaxing after the show last night, mm-hmm. and obviously the the news broke, and you know there, there, there's two thoughts. You obviously mm-hmm. think of those who who had tested positive, and mm-hmm. you also think towards you touched on it I think it's eight days to go until mm-hmm. the start of the season and if it had been a, a cluster of positive results mm-hmm. that, that we thought first of all that that would have been a real worry for, mm-hmm. for everyone concerned with Scottish football it is just one positive test mm-hmm. so it looks as if that, that shouldn't have any effect next week it shouldn't but obviously there's the, the, the test and trace situation where if you're in any other environment and you get that you're told then you know to, who, who's in contact with you uh, and they're supposed to self-isolate for 14 days, or, or I, I think you know, and looking at that situation. So, I know that you know they're maybe in a, in a, you know, they're getting regularly tested, and I know there's a suggestion again that going from the the one test back to the two tests a week might be uh, something that might have to to come into place. I'm a wee bit surprised they, they dropped it to one just now. I mm-hmm. think maybe after a, a month of of, of Doing it, if you want to call it that, getting into the 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 kind of way of doing it, and then looking at the first month of playing games, and then after that, maybe drop it to one if if there's there's no there's no um positive test, it's uh, positive results, but uh, yeah, it's, it's something that uh, we we would like to just hope that first and foremost, who who the the member of staff is, is that he's okay that. You know, it doesn't doesn't impact them in a health manner, and as I said, that everyone else that's at Mum is also healthy. So, and and, and kind of said and plan for for next week's start. You were talking about the contact tracing there, mm. which you know, in in our real world situation mm. that we're in at the moment, is something that that's very real. Of course, mm. if you have gone to a, a bar or a mm. restaurant and someone there has tested positive, mm. you you will get a phone call to say yeah. that you'll need to isolate. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter talking about you know what, mm-hmm. why don't the full St Mirren squad mm-hmm. now need to, to isolate but basically the, the, the teams have a special dispensation from the Scottish mm-hmm. government which means that you know they are being tested regularly mm-hmm. and we know for a fact that you know only one person throughout the St Mirren squad mm-hmm. whether it is the, the playing staff or the coaching staff has coronavirus so mm-hmm. that, that is why the regular testing at the moment is so crucial Yeah that's the reason why I say that I think it should have been twice anyway but you know if listen, it may well not have. We don't know the, which member it is. He might not have come into contact with the with the first team squad for for saying. Um, but you know, in a normal bar, you're not getting tested twice a week. Not everyone in that in that in that bar or restaurant or or, or that environment is getting tested twice a week. These players are getting tested as up until recently twice a week. So you know, if um, the, there is any doubt whatsoever, I'm sure that the, the you know the the medical staff. Would, uh, would 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 make sure that everyone is one hundred percent okay. They're not going to risk um, either their own players or passing uh, the virus on to anyone else. Uh, I'm absolutely convinced of that. And it's probably a good thing that this has happened today and not next Friday or sorry mm-hmm. last night instead of mm-hmm. next Thursday night because in the build up to the season, look, these things are going to happen as mm-hmm. you as you say. This is the new normal. We need to deal with it. We're all learning mm-hmm. together because no no one is used to this. We don't. We don't know the, the, the protocols properly. People mm-hmm. are working through them on a, a week-to-week, day-to-day basis and it could well happen before a competitive mm-hmm. game but these these tests and these hurdles will ultimately mm-hmm. they'll help clubs going forward because it will help them show how to, how to deal with these. Yeah, I mean, as I said, you know, after a period of time when games are on and players are training on a more regular basis and uh, there's regular games, uh, you know, you'll, you'll get a little bit more of an insight into how this process works. Uh, down in England, you, you know, say there, there was 3,000 whatever 
uh, there was no negative tests or there was so many and there was one uh, um, you know positive test or uh, result sorry so you know th- but they've been going now for for, for, uh, for the last couple of months so you know listen, listen it'll take a little bit of time there will be maybe the odd result that comes back that uh, you know that the, is, is wrong as, as we've found out today um, there will be a tweak in how p- players are tested and maybe and looking at different uh, methods of doing it um, but the most important thing is that people are safe footballers staff everyone connected with the club is safe and they would do things professionally and properly as I said and, and again this uh, aspect of what's happened I think they'll actually tighten procedures and highlight it a little bit more so I think if anything they'll actually improve it yeah St Mirren you'd think will be concerned at the fact that you know in their private testing six false positives mm-hmm. the staff then were tested again by the NHS as mm-hmm. I said earlier on it came back and, and said that only one of them was a mm-hmm. was a correct positive test mm-hmm. that will be a concern going forward for St Mirren and other clubs that you know these these private testing facilities maybe not as reliable as as we first thought we, we don't know what happened that, yeah. that could be a case of cross-contamination we, we don't know the details of it at this mm-hmm. point but it's something they'll need to get to the bottom of very quickly yeah I mean like, it could just be human error someone made a mistake you know looked at something slightly different I mean we, I don't know how they look at these things and uh, I don't think any lay, lay person would know that but um, you know you, the the, the Obviously went to the, the, the private company to, to look at this and, and trusted them and, and as I said, listen, they made just a mean, you know a, 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 a basic mistake uh, uh, and, and, and they've, again, that company might learn from that and say, no, listen, we understand we have to do things better and some man may stay with them but they may not, they may decide, listen, we need someone else and, you know, all of the clubs around the country are having to be tested whether you're a top professional club at the very top level or whether you're all the way down the levels to, to junior well there's not junior football these days but the lower level football so everyone has to make sure that they do things properly 01419511025 on the phones David is first up he's a Rangers fan in Cumbernauld David uh, Evening panel Hi David Hi David I just uh, just quickly wanted to say, just say, I hope everyone's keeping safe over there and everything with the whole uh, corona thing as well. Um, my main point uh, today was I, w- I just wanted to talk about how it looks to me as if the Rangers side are getting ready to be without Morelos. Um, it seems to be more of a supporting role than now, especially in the last couple of uh, friendly games, what I've seen. And uh, it seems other players are stepping up, especially Hadji. He seems to be uh, doing the business, um, unlike what Kent did when he when he first came here. But still, to be seen whether whether or not he's going to blossom or no. Um, I just wanted to uh, see your uh, points on what you think will happen with Morelos. Yeah, I mean Alfredo Morelos has always been, you know, a major talking point, you know, over the last couple of seasons. Most of it from from the football side, but obviously the other side as well. He's he's he's, he's um, lack of discipline at times, but he's he's been a fantastic, um, you know, acquisition for Rangers, a fantastic asset in terms of the, his goal return. So. I still think, David, that that won't for me anyway. Unless they get a significant offer in, I don't see any way that Rangers will let them go. Um, you know, listen, players can sometimes force the hand of club because they can they can say, listen, I want to move. Uh, agents can play a major part as well. But uh, you know, I think there's maybe other aspects here. Rangers when he didn't play, I don't think were as potent aside. I think uh, Enes Hadji as well as a, t- a player who needs players in front of him, he can support. 
um, and he does score goals. He is a creative player. Um, but for me, uh, you know, at this moment in time, Alfredo Morales is still the best striker at Rangers by a considerable margin. Um, Jermaine Defoe looks as if he's got a hamstring injury. We don't know how long that's going to be out for, but any kind of injury at all at the start of the season can can uh, can impact you. So I, I still think Rangers will go out and sign another striker. That's the reason why I say at the very start of the program, I don't think today's signing will be Rangers last. I think they was always going to do that, but it might depend on the level of striker. Do, is it a support striker or is it someone who can really go and compete with Alfredo Morelos? Uh, and that's that. That will come down to money, I suppose. But I still think Morelos over there. He might not be up to scratch yet, fitness wise. He did go home uh, to to South America, I think, during the during that break if you want to call it that and he maybe maybe he, he needs a little bit longer to get up to speed as far as the level Steven Gerrard's looking for David yeah yeah uh, the only thing I'd heard a rumour about uh, the they were going in for the Everton striker and some sort of uh, swaps plus cash deal or something like that that's the only reason I was uh, asking that as well Um I think uh, Morelos could be doing with a secondary striker. I've always thought that, that he shouldn't just be playing up there by himself. I know he's got the two uh, wide attacking players uh, feeding him in there, but I always thought he would do better with a kind of a, a big, strong striker player, somebody like a, a Chris Boy type or a, a Jermaine Defoe type, somebody to get the ball in the back of the net when he can't, if that makes sense. Yeah. Would would you be interested in Lyndon Dykes? There's talk about the Rangers being interested in, in the Livingston striker Lyndon Dykes, who's obviously a, a a powerful target man striker, if you want to call it that. Although he's he's not quite back to go, he does run the channel, but he has a he has a more physical presence. Would would you think that that would be a good partnership? I think I really do did like Lyndon Dykes last season. Uh, I think his record. Speaks for, for himself. Um, I'm always uh, wary of uh, signing players from the same league that, that you're in um, because you'll always be concerned about where the li- loyalties lie. But I think most of the time when uh, players change teams, they're, they're fine. Um, I think you could do a lot worse than Lyndon Dykes. I'd certainly uh, give him a force, my full support if he was in the team. But I'd like to see Rangers maybe try to look a wee bit Fuller of field as well Or maybe like A Sunday out, out the box idea as well If you know what I mean Yeah I think uh, You know it's, Listen You know you know, There's people come into the, our, our game and, and we don't We don't know too much about them And sometimes opinions You know Are very Are very uh, Straightforward They like to know someone They like to be aware of them uh, That's what a scouting system's for That's what contacts are for To go out there And try and find that gem Try and find that guy that you know, no one knows. I mean, no one really had heard of Alfredo Morelos before Rangers signed him. Um, similar to Odson Edward at Celtic and things like that. You know, you people come out and you think, well, where did he come from? But you've got to at clubs like Rangers, although they can pay well for Scottish football and European football and at the top level. You know, that they, they can't compete with a lot of the clubs. So it's trying to find that gem, trying to find that guy who's just under the radar and who can make a huge impact in your team. Uh, and there are players out there. There's no doubt about that. But um, I, I think that me personally, I think that Morelos needs a, a number ten, a guy who can link the play, who can feed him in, because I think his movement in and about the box is terrific. But I think at times he's been a bit isolated uh, at Rangers. And listen, Rangers still scored a good number of goals, but I, again, I, I just think he would he would he would be better. Not so much with a big target man striker, but someone who just plays in that uh, number ten role. And whether that be Ryan Kent moving in there on a more central basis, and maybe and, and I know he did. 
kind of wander in there at times uh, or whether it's a new player coming in but I think someone like that would be definitely beneficial to Rangers Well thank you to David in Cumbernauld 01419511025 on the phone lines Jim I'll quickly go back mm. to uh, the story of St Mirren and the uh, false mm. positive test uh, late last night as well there was another concern because on Saturday mm-hmm. St Mirren had played Hamilton in a bounce game mm-hmm. and immediately when everyone was thinking right if there's seven positive tests there could that have then transferred over into the, the Hamilton. Hamilton squad? Yeah. If they'd played Hamilton, were, were were quick to act. They came out and said that all players and staff were tested on Monday before they had a, a friendly with Hibs on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. All came back negative. It's good that this appears to be you know contained and, mm-hmm. and Touchwood doesn't develop any further. We obviously know it is just one test now, but that is an example why you know this continued testing and mm-hmm. consistent testing is is so good because straight away a club can can come out and say right okay we know we had contact mm-hmm. with this player or this individual mm-hmm. on this date but all our tests are negative yeah it's almost the, the clubs are almost doing their own contact tracing you know what mm-hmm. I mean system and also listen it's, although it's the, the rules that they only need one just now that doesn't mean that clubs won't implement more themselves I mean, it depends on their finances and how they, how they go about it but if they want to go and, and test their players Two and three times a week, they're perfectly entitled to do that. You know, um, you know, most people would say, well, you won't really notice much between because it takes between two days and fourteen days for any to to surface anyway. So there's not really any point in doing it, and you know, until after at least two days. Um, so you know, but but clubs are entitled to do that. And Hamilton, fair play to them. And we saw many many weeks ago Hamilton implementing this kind of. You know, kind of, you know, the way they're doing the fruit and veg stall, you know, with this yeah. kind of steam coming out, you know, as players go through the sort tunnel. Contamination, kind of stuff. Yeah, contamination unit. Yeah, sorts, like a, yeah, almost like a wee mini quarantine thing as you go through. Um, but again, clubs are, are doing things to try and protect. And again, if that helps a little bit, even psychologically, sometimes for players and staff to think, well, that, that's helped me a few. And then and then the testing as well comes back. Listen, that, that that's what we want. The most important thing is two things. We want. The, the new season to start and go ahead and no one to be tested positively but if they are that the clubs are aware of it very very quickly and that person could be isolated quickly 01419511025 the SFA and the SPFL's joint response group have written to Rangers Motherwell and Hibs for an explanation on their testing protocols we'll be talking about that after the travel with Lindsay you are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy here with me, Andrew McLean, in the second part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Some breaking news during the break that's come out of the SPFL. They had a, a board meeting today, the first time that they've met since the new board was elected. Two big stories coming out of that board meeting. The first one is that uh, the SPFL board had proposed that uh, they wanted the power to take over Scottish football when it comes to coronavirus-related decisions this season. For example, shutting the season down if that was necessary. The clubs have motioned against this and any decision will go down to a voting process like it did last time. We saw how that went down <laughs> last time, Jim, but the, the club's not fancying that one. Yeah, I just hope that they put in, you know, all the, the you know, the procedure, if you want to call it that, if in the worst case scenario something does happen so as we don't have the same arguments as we had this year so everyone knows from day one listen if, if the season has to be uh, stopped or curtailed or you know put on hold then these this is what happens you know whether it's league positions or whether it's null and void or whatever it is and it just takes all the argument out of it so you know there's no reason why we can't have all of that and, and, and be transparent with fans let fans know from, from before a ball was kicked this is what happens if 
you know something unfortunate um you know uh, you know makes it makes the season come to uh, you know a, a short a shorter a shorter season the second key point from this board update is the fact that five substitutes has been approved for use in the Betfred Cup and the Challenge Cup. The SPFL board has also recommended that the use of up to five substitutes should be adopted by the Scottish Premiership. Whether or not that is accepted um, is now a decision for Premiership clubs. It will go to a vote approval from 75% or more of Premiership clubs will be required for that to pass. Yeah, nine clubs will have to vote for it. Uh, you know, I'm not sure whether, again, whether they will or not. I think most clubs will believe that... Uh, I'll help the bigger clubs in particular with the stronger squads, of course, uh, if they want to change things, have the options. I've already made my my thoughts known, uh, you know, in the programme a couple of weeks ago, uh, Andrew, that I think that if that is the case, then there has to be two, you know, young players involved. You know, I just don't see the point of putting guys on, you know, maybe in the last 10 minutes, you know, just, just to give them a game or just to keep them happy. You know, I think that uh, if you're using it, it's going to be used in a positive sense, which allows younger players... Um, to get some game time, you know. So if you have got the luxury um, of putting some players on, or even if it's I say it's a tactical thing, but to me it's got to be at least two under twenty ones or something like that. It, that's the way I would do it. But I don't think that will happen. But that would be my view. If you've got any thoughts on those at home, oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. We'll move on to uh, the joint response group looking for an explanation from three Premiership clubs on their uh, testing procedures in a second. But we'll go back to the phones first of all. Andy is a Rangers fan in Finiston. Andy, all right, Andy and Jim, how are you doing? Hi, Andy. Good yeah. thanks, Andy. Right. I'm talking, actually, I like all of us. Got one of my points. I was talking last week to Jim about but Rangers definitely now need an striker. I mean, that's. Uh, I'm a wee bit worried that Morelis, I know Jim is saying he's my, my, no still about the but he's not scored yet. I mean, that's what, 10 goals he's scored. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a wee bit worried about that. Uh, there was actually a photo of him in the paper yesterday. Two of the Rangers players were celebrating. He was kind of, <laughs> he didn't look too happy, you know, he wasn't smiling. I, that's kind of worries me a wee bit as well, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But uh, but I'm just trying to think, you know, the, the money when we were talking last week but who who could we get? You know, I, same as other club, I would quite agree with him. I'd like to get somebody, you know, maybe if he's English Championship or something, you know, but it's the money. So I know it's all down to money. But uh, we definitely knew that Jermaine Defoe, it looks like we going to be for maybe three or four weeks. But we still need cover. I think we still need cover anyway before he even get injured. And the other, my other point was about, see this uh, COVID thing? Can we about Roger about Because what, ha- what happens if, no, no. I know uh, uh, most of the people are tested uh, negative now. But what happens if, it, like, if that happens to Rangers or, or even Celtic and in Europe? Does that mean that we can't play these ties, or you know, does that cancel then? Or does the tournament cancel because one team can't play? And not just Rangers, even like Barcelona, any of the English clubs or any of the team that's in it. How does that go? Mm. Yeah, well, Andy, to be, to be honest, we don't know 100%, but my guess would be that if there's a number of players, I mean, if you've got one or two players, then you can take those players because, as Andy said earlier on there, you know, because they're tested on a regular basis, then they can isolate those players and they will allow the rest of the players. But if there's a significant number, you know, that would impact the team, then, of course, then that, that you know, the, the, the game wouldn't be allowed to be played. Um, you know, there's the, the you know because the, just it just wouldn't it wouldn't be feasible and wouldn't be uh, allowed. But if it was only one or two players, then they would isolate those players. They take those players out, out the equation, and then 
the rest of the players I'm sure would be allowed to play but as I said I, I have to be honest with you I don't 100% know how that how that would go in European football uh, whether they would allow the game to, to, to progress or not my, my guess would be it would be uh, unless it was a significant number as far as um, the, the striking situation goes at Rangers I think um, you know Stephen Gerrard himself has said that uh, you know he wanted another striker and he may well have to accelerate the process with the injury to Jermaine Defoe so I think Rangers will definitely sign uh, a striker it just depends on the style that Stephen Gerrard is looking for I don't see Stephen Gerrard as someone who will just go out and get a big robust kind of you know, building a China shop type of striker. I just don't see him doing that. I, I think he's a, t- a manager who wants his team to play a certain way. It's not to say that he won't get someone who's who's a little bit more physical, but I think technically, I think that'll be the, th- the 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 most important thing. He's a technically good player, and that you know he trusts him to go and play and put pressure on Alfredo Morelos and put pressure on uh, Jermaine Defoe when he's available, uh, and rather than just kind of you know sit there and, and get ten minutes here or there. You know, real real pressure because I think when uh, Jermaine Defoe came in last year, when he had that little purple patch, he scored goals and Morelis is out. When Morelis came back in again, he looked as if he had a wee bit between his teeth, as if to say, well, I'm going to prove a point here, I'm the main man. And maybe he's just that type of boy who needs it. As far as smiling, that goes, no, I don't think he's the, the happiest buddy in the camp. At the best of times, you see him, he's got that wee bit of it. But that's just his personality. Everyone's got different personalities. There's a lot of strikers over the years who, you know, didn't go over the top when they scored. Or, you know, and particularly when they don't score. You know, even top strikers, when their team's winning, if they don't score, they're not happy. I don't have any issue with that whatsoever. Everyone's, everyone's got their own personality. The most important thing is, is, does he want to beat Rangers? And does he want to score goals? Those are the two most important things, I think, as far as Rangers fans would be concerned. I did see some quotes today, Jim, from, mm-hmm. I think it was a, an interview he'd done in Colombia mm-hmm. with a Colombian outlet, which said, you know, my full focus is on Rangers mm-hmm. at the moment. That was the sort of main line from, mm-hmm. from his interview there. So, as you say, he's, he's maybe not the, the smilest players mm-hmm. at the best of times, but, you know, so, some players aren't. That's just the way yeah. they play football. They've got that competitive streak. But certainly in terms of uh, what he's been saying to, to media over there, he's, he seems committed. Um, Andy, is there any other positions that you feel, you know, Rangers need to strengthen before the start of the season? Um, no, they like my midfield. We're okay at midfield, and I'm glad. I mean, I'm real, the good thing to do is we're, we're scoring. You know, there's a lot of other players scoring goals, and as Jim was saying, if, if that's, he's committed himself to Rangers, well, he he will score goals. So, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really quite happy. You know, that there's maybe four or another four or five players scoring goals. So, no, no, um, midfield. I think we're. I don't know that when's that boy we signed is the 32 year old or something yeah, we'll go into more depth on that later but I was going to ask you that aye, Andy aye. Leon Balogun who has signed he was at uh, Brighton last season but on loan at, at Wigan 32 year old of course Rangers have Nikola Katic out with a long term injury are you glad that Rangers have managed to fill that position quite quickly they were very keen to get someone in the in the defensive well, area well, after that happened aye aye well I mean Katic's obviously going to be a big miss you know I mean he's really coming on the game aye but I don't know how good this boy is but Aye, yeah, that's uh, but as you said, luckily enough we've got other players can score goals now and if Morelis does get back to his best, we're going to score a lot more goals, you know what I mean, which is make me feel a lot happier. <laughs> 
Thank you. Thank you to Andy in Finiston. 01419511025. You could be up next. But we'll move on to this story because Rangers, Motherwell, and Hibs have all been asked to detail their coronavirus testing procedures to the SFA and SPFL's joint response group after pre season games were cancelled and delayed this week. Rangers and Motherwell had to delay their match on Wednesday by two hours because of late results, while Hibs had to tell Ross County to turn around and go home. I think they'd made it to Perth all the way mm. down from Dingwall. I'm not sure that went down mm-hmm. uh, too well with the Ross County squad. Um, um, that was on Monday. They were told to uh, to turn around and go home because Hibs didn't have the uh, correct um, results at that point. Um, in the case of those two games I mentioned, it's all about late results. But the, the joint response group are also interested uh, in the fact that Wednesday's an interesting one because the Rangers B team uh, played in a bounce game on Wednesday at their training ground against Dundee United. It included first team players, some of whom had travelled to France last week. Uh, but they then had to delay their game at night to wait on the results uh, before facing mm-hmm. Motherwell. So they're questioning maybe some of the players, you know, wh- whether they did have the correct medical clearance. We, we don't know at this point. We don't know the details. There's no evidence to suggest any wrongdoing. Mm-hmm. Rangers are yet to say anything publicly, but it's it's something that the joint response group want an explanation for at this point Jim yeah I mean they might they might have had some results back and those players might have been the ones that played in the, 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 B, the B game if you want to call it that in the, in the, in the morning or in the afternoon they might have been fine to play you know what I mean and, 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 but it was other ones that was a little bit late and, and as we've said about this at month thing if you're using the private um, you know company to, to, to get the test in maybe there was a little bit of a delay but they've maybe said to Rangers listen we'll have them in by 5 o'clock for talking sake and Rangers, of course, organise the game, expect them to come in at five o'clock, and then they're not at five o'clock. Well, there's not what you can do other than give them a call and say, where are these tests? Oh, sorry, there's a delay, they'll be there for six o'clock. So we'll need to put the game back just in case. So, again, I, I really don't see how it's, it's a, a you know a big issue for Rangers. I mean, if you're, if you're expecting something to be you know on time and it's not on time, that's out with your control. Um Again, for me, the most important thing is that they did get the, the eventually um, the tests in and that they were negative and therefore they could continue with go the game, even if it is delayed. I understand SPFL maybe ju- just want to make sure again, listen, you know, we need to make sure these things are so don't risk, you know, cutting it fine if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. Make sure they're in in plenty of time. So they might even give teams a cut-off time. They might even say, listen, if the game's in the evening, by midday, your tests have to be in or whatever. Anything later than that, no, the game doesn't go ahead. Yeah, I mean, there could be a, a very simple explanation yeah. for it. Rangers, Motherwell and Hibs will all mm. uh, contact the, the SFA and the SPFL's joint response group. I believe Motherwell already have and, and they say that their late results were, were due to just receiving the results, yeah. which is actually exactly. out of their hands. But the, the, the joint response group need to be on the ball with this one because... Clubs, Scottish Premiership clubs have been given this special dispensation mm-hmm. from, from the government which you know only applies to them at the moment where they can train and play as long as they follow the correct protocols. It's obviously something that mm-hmm. the general public can't do at the moment but you know I was reading a report that was saying that the government can easily turn around yeah. and, and say to clubs, well, you know, if you're not following the protocols properly, then we'll just take it away. So that's why the joint response group will be so eager to make sure that, that protocols are, are being adhered to. Yeah, yeah. But listen, we hear Professor Jason Leach, you know, just about every day, you know, saying that all of these things, that, if you want to call it the, the you know, the, the loosening off of, of, of the lockdown, just moving things forward, but they can all take that, they can all either be paused or they can actually go back the way if they believe that you know the, the rules have been broken or people are not taking the proper procedure. You hear him, I mean, he tells you that every pretty much every day. So we're all fully aware, including football clubs, you need to do things properly. 
But in this particular circumstance, they have had the tests, but the tests were late. So the one the one that was the, the biggest one was, as you mentioned, was Ross County. I mean, they were on the way down. So from their, you know, in terms of uh, aspect of the, you know, look, looking to prepare for the for the season coming ahead, that that was a a, a blow to them. Um, but ultimately, Hibs had to make a decision somewhere along the line. So I suppose it's just, it's like bad weather in a sense, isn't it? You know, if the games get called off at last minute, no one's happy. But in terms of their preparation getting into the new season, yeah, it, it was a bit of a, a bit of a, a blow for them. And I think the way that the testing is working at the moment during pre-season, we know we've, mm-hmm. we've talked about it, that it is something that we're all learning together. The clubs mm-hmm. are learning as they go along. But I think particularly during pre-season, it'll maybe be tougher for... Um, clubs to get a handle on it because you know we've had some clubs going abroad you've got bounce games maybe every couple of days mm-hmm. in the case of Rangers they had a, a B team game and yeah, a first a team game on the yeah. same day this type of thing won't be happening when the season kicks off no. because it'll be a lot more structured they'll know exactly where they're playing when they're playing you know it'll be a game Saturday, Saturday Wednesday, yeah. Saturday so you'd think it'll be a lot easier for clubs to, to work out exactly where they need to be and, and what they need to do on what day Yeah and also the teething problems like Enton as, as you said there this is completely new for our team we, we've had to go to maybe English clubs European clubs and find out how did you do that what, what, what type of procedure did you have how did you process it you know how long did it take all these and then all of those testing is again new for the companies who are testing them. So again, they might think, oh, this will take us X amount of days, but it might take them longer. So all of that is is, is to get resolved during the pre-season. That's the most important thing. It will get done in the pre-season. And when the new season kicks off next week, they'll definitely have ironed out a lot of the rough edges. There might be the odd blip, but I think they'll have ironed out most of that and you know, it'll be a smoother transition. As you say, there'll be less time be, you know, thrown in games in the, in the midweek. And I don't really envisage any problems uh, once a new season kicks off next Saturday. 01419511025, that's the number you need. After the break, we'll be telling you when Celtic are playing two friendly matches. They announced two today. We'll let you know when they are. And we'll also take a closer look at Rangers' new signing, Leon Balogun. 01419511025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Jim Duffy here with me, Andrew McLean, in the final part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. From news, uh, some news from Celtic to bring you from today. They announced two pre-season friendly matches that will take place in the coming days. They'll take on Ross County this Sunday at Celtic Park, and then the day after they'll play against Hibs. Uh, one o'clock kickoff on the Sunday and a half one kickoff on Monday. So Celtic ramping up their pre-season preparations there, Jim. And I think it'll be a lot to do with you know on the pitch first of all getting the players up to fitness as well but with Celtic playing at home on the opening weekend of the season from a, a media side of thing, a broadcasting side of things a, a security side of things it'll, it'll be a big test for, for everyone there Yeah again it's probably a good thing in one aspect because it, all the difficulties will, will be on show in the first game so you know I'll allow um, Celtic to again uh, you know, look at all the procedures and, and all the legislation, and make sure everything's okay. And if, and as I said before, I'm so professional, they'll definitely get that right. But it means I think everything else after that, up until the play Rangers, of course, will be easier. Um, you know, going forward, as far as the friendly matches are concerned, we just mentioned there, Ross County was game cancelled, so they'll be delighted to get that. But Celtic playing two games in two days just shows you how big and strong a squad they have because it allows Neil Lennon to to go and, and play two different teams and I'm sure they'll be very strong sides both of them um, but that's that's the test for every other Scottish club competing with Celtic this year is not just the starting 11 
it's their squad strength and depth. And I think even just playing two friendlies back to back shows you that that's that's a challenge for every other club this season. Despite there being twenty four hours between them, would mm. you still expect maybe a bit of crossover? Maybe some players to play, you know, forty five minutes each day, possibly. I don't think so. I don't think they have to. As I said, I think they've got such a strong squad that I think they could play, you know, quite comfortably. 22, 20, you know, odd, odd players. That, you know, they'll have a, a couple. Of, they might have a couple of the subs, you know, might play both. You know, so if you've only played maybe half an hour, you, you know, you, you might you might go and play for an hour the next day. But I, I, I personally think that you could play two completely different squads, maybe 16, 18 and 1 and 16, 18. Of course, you encourage a few younger players in as well, which he did against PSG. But, um, I, you know, I, know, I think he'll, he'll use the squad uh, and just give them some game time before before um, obviously deciding which he's going to be starting 11 um, against Hamilton next week. 01419511025 on the phone lines. Rangers have completed the signing of 32-year-old defender Leon Balogun on a one-year deal with the option of a further year as well. We'll get the thoughts of Mark in Partick on that. First of all, Mark, what do you make of that signing? Uh, well, I don't really know too much about the guy. Uh, obviously, it wouldn't have been my first choice. I think my first choice would have been the guy from Millwall Cooper, Jake Cooper. Rangers were after him last season. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Millwall had a good season, and uh, you know he's a, he's an integral part. You're right, Matt. And and the thing is, if if someone's playing week in week out, uh, they're playing with a, a, a guy who's you know going to be in the championship, and you know it's going it's going to be an expensive purchase. You know if he's if he's in there, so you know that's the that that's the 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 issue that maybe Rangers you know they maybe looked at different players, but uh, and he may well have been one of them. But uh, you know the you know the player they brought in from 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 Wigan. Obviously, Wigan are on appeal for the relegation. But you know they might have to cut back if you know that appeal was upheld, and uh, they are uh, demoted. So, um, but listen, I mean he was at Brighton. Um, you know, uh, obviously Rangers brought Connor Golson in from Brighton. He's been playing with Wigan. He's experienced. And in the past, Rangers have brought in experienced defenders. And you know, the, as I said, I think it's something that. Um, Steven Gerrard likes to have on board there's just that one experienced defender is, is a good option for him and I'm sure he's done his homework and uh, as I said he's obviously Wigan played you know I really have actually had a tremendous championship if it should be told unfortunately with the points deduction it's impacted on him but that was nothing to do with them as a football side that was to do with the, can I just come back yeah. in a minute sure uh, see the Daniel Sturridge, he's a free agent. I mm. know people shouting about his wages and that, but Defoe, I mean, Defoe was only about 90 grand a week. Mm. I mean, they rushing in to get Daniel Sturridge and the boy for Aberdeen, Gosgrove. Mm. I mean, there's two good strikers there, you know what I mean? Mm. And Aberdeen's yeah. obviously struggling, obviously, cash-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they've, they've obviously it's been you know widely widely reported that Aberdeen you know having a having a you know having to cut back a million pound in wages you know you know looking for for money they accepted I think it was two and a half million yeah two point uh, seven you know, from uh, was it Guangdong yeah, over in yeah, France in France so you know you know yeah it could be again he scored a really good number of goals the last couple of years he has a powerful tiger man striker that would weaken one of your rivals as well um, you know you know, and I certainly think I mean, I mean Rangers brought Ryan Jack in from Aberdeen he's been an enormous success um, so yeah I mean to me again it's certainly something that somebody's got to be considered and Daniel Sturridge listen I mean he's an absolutely terrific player he, he's had a few injury problems over the last couple of years um, you know he's, he's drifted you know I think he went to Turkey and he played in a few places but 
you know, if you could get him anywhere near the level that he's capable of playing, yeah, he'd be an outstanding sign. And and again, listen, you'd like to think he's made enough money in the game that he'd want to just go and, and enjoy his football and play at a top club at, like like Rangers. So yeah, he could well he could well be an option as well, Mark. You you know you're not wrong there. Mark Aberdeen accepted a, a two point seven million pound bid for Cosgrove, as we touched on there. Would you be happy if Rangers paid that amount of money for for Sam Cosgrove? No, it's not. I would say one point five, maybe off them one point five for Lewis Fex and as well. Make it the three million. That mean for the two of them. That mean I don't think it's worth that much. That mean. Well, that's the thing, Jim. If, if Aberdeen have already had a bid of, of two point seven million, you, you'd be very surprised if they turned round and, and accepted one of one point five. Dave Cormack has come out and said, you know, they they won't be forced to sell their players at, at cut price deals. Um, but you know, to to lose out on what would be one point two million is, is a lot of money. Yeah, well, we don't know if it was all up front. That's mm-hmm. the first thing, yeah. uh, Andrew. And a lot of, a lot of deals are based on uh, you know. Uh, Appearances, success, you know, and, and and things like that, you know, f- you know, uh, add-ons, um, depending further down the line. So I mean, depends on much Rangers would want to pay up front. And I mean, Rangers might say, "Look, we'll give you that up front," and they might say, "Well, listen, that's a much better deal. We don't need to wait two years to get all of that money." Uh, who knows? Um, and also salary-wise, it wouldn't cost them as much as maybe some some other players coming from England. You know, although he would get an increase in salary, he, he wouldn't be on thirty, forty thousand pound a week. So. You know, over the piece, he's also, I think, he's about 23 or 24 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, you know, uh-huh. he's, he's, he's a relatively young striker, so he's got he's got plenty of years ahead of him as well. So there's a lot going for him. And as I said, he knows he's got his game and, and he scored goals. So, yeah, from, but, you know, the chairman of Aberdeen, yeah, quite rightly, don't want to sell him to Rangers. But the circumstances are changing week by week. And if, um, you know, if this, uh, you know, the impact of, of not having any fans in continues for as long as it's been suggested then they may have to review that figure, if you want to call it that, um, rather than just say a blanket no. Mark, just quickly, well, if Rangers bring in a striker, would, would that would you be happy with, with business there? Would you feel like that is the squad complete? No, I, st- I still think there'll be guys going out the door. Maybe they were a bid for uh, goals and seven million for Leeds. I don't know if it's any truth in it. No, and Leeds think they just got promoted uh, the other night there. So I think there'll be a few then Taffy near this link to Brighton and Newcastle. So I think there'll be a few going out the door. Yeah, I mean again if it's, uh, that for me is is, is always the, the risk when you come up to a new season, um, you know, who's who's going to be leaving. It's 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 easier to bring players in. It's sometimes harder to keep your top players, particularly if it's English premiership clubs come knocking. One, the level of league to the financial uh, benefit to the players so yeah there's going to be uh, you know a few uh, fans biting their nails for a lot of clubs over the over the coming weeks um, before the English season gets up and running again well thank you to Mark N. Partick and thank you for all your calls and tweets tonight and all your calls across the summer as well that's all we've got time for tonight but we are back to our two hour time slot on Monday from 6pm till 8pm Gordon Duncan will be back in the hot seat and all going well the football will be back on Saturday starting with Aberdeen against Rangers at Pitodry. We will be bringing you all the build-up to that throughout next week. Thank you to Jim Duffy as well in the studio. GBX is up next.